through 25 seasons. Hey! 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Halle Berry is here today. Halle There is no question. I think she is the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> if you know somebody who is more beautiful, then you need to tell me about it. <laughs> I, I, really, her skin's like butter. You want to just spoon yourself some. Uh, and she has been knocking the socks off of critics in her new movie, Monster's Ball. Her raw, it is raw, honey. It is not, it's raw, it's not for everybody. So if you don't like raw, hello. Her raw and intense performance is generating huge Oscar buzz. It's one of those movies that will have you thinking and talking about it for days. Am I right, audience? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay, so what did you think, Allison? What did you think? I just, I thought it was so powerful. You know, the way that she, she, just the energy she and Billy Bob had with one another on screen, the choices that she made, it was incredibly courageous, the places that she went personally with the yeah, character. I thought so, too. Yeah, and overall, just the way that everyone involved in the film was telling a story, it was powerful. The camera work, the choices the cinematographer made, really, really, really touched yeah, me. Yeah, I thought pretty courageous for her to step out there like that. Yeah. Uh, since the last time she was here, a lot has happened in Hallie's life, including a top-secret wedding, so private, no pictures have ever been seen on TV or in print until today. <laughs> Hallie brought along a few of her favorites to share with us, and Hallie's also experiencing motherhood for the first time. We'll talk to her about all that. We're used to seeing the glamorous side of Hallie on TV, on the red carpet, on the cover of magazines. I mean, she's gorgeous, really. Or in dazzling roles like her Emmy Award-winning performance in introducing Dorothy Dandridge. But in Monster's Ball, Hallie sheds her glamorous image and her inhibitions to take on one of the most complex and challenging roles of her career. Please welcome my friend, Halle Berry! I'm friends with Hallie, and so I called right after I saw this movie just to see if she still had a husband. <laughs> That's the first thing I want to know. Oh, my God, how's the relationship after this movie? And uh, we, we didn't connect, so we've been calling, leaving emails, and then I decided I would just wait to, to hear it for the first time as you're telling the audience. I hear this well, I still, is... Well, I still have my husband. You still have your <laughs> husband? That, yes. Intact. Yes. Yes. Okay, He's so... Good. 
This is a role I hear you had to fight for. Yeah. The, the um, producer and the director, Mark Forrester, just didn't think that Letitia was me. Let me pull this up just a little oh. bit. See? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Love you, girlfriend. <laughs> the producer didn't think it was you. Yeah. He just didn't think, uh, you know, and, and the director, Mark Forrester, who, to his credit, had such a clear, vivid idea of who this woman was. Yeah. And it just wasn't me. You know, she looked differently from me. She spoke differently. She walked. She just was not me. Right. And it just took some maneuvering on my part to get myself in the room with him and explain to him why I thought it could be me, why I wanted it to be me, and why it should be me. And after a series that of... That you could bring yourself down yeah. out of the Valentino gowns. Yeah, that, yes. that was possible. And that you could talk down. Yeah. Yes. And go to those places, you know, that he thought that I would be too insecure, maybe, or too afraid to go to. Now, mm -hmm. I had read someplace that you, your role in Swordfish, where you did some nudity, had exposed yourself, your yeah. breasts at least. You exposed your breasts. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. That that actually helped prepare you to do this, because it was like one step and then the next step. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, the difference is that nudity was so gratuitous. I mean, yeah. make no excuses for it. It was what it was. Uh -huh. And I had reached a time in my career where I felt like I am being inhibited because I passed so many great roles because they had nudity or love scenes. And I was too afraid. And Swordfish came along at a time when I was feeling extremely courageous and needed to get my sense of self and confidence back for me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is totally gratuitous, but I got to sit and prop myself up. Nobody had to touch me. Mm -hmm. I just had to sit there and sort of shed myself of that inhibition of freeing my... So why all these years were you afraid to do nudity or didn't want to? Because what? Fear, but Fear. it was also... I'm, Fear of what other people would yeah, say? Yeah, I'm one of these people that have lived my whole life caring about what other people thought of me. And mm -hmm. sometimes that's forced me to do some really dumb things, caring mm -hmm. so much about the opinions of other people and letting that define who I was and not me defining me. Mm -hmm. And that was a great chance for me to say, I want to do this because I want to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm old enough. I'm a grown-up woman. I can make my own choices that feel right for me and not worry what little children, you know, in Atlanta, what they're going to think about it, what their parents are going to think about me doing that. Okay. You so know? you were living your life out of that whole, I've got to be a role model, so I can't take this. I've got to yeah. be a role model. And parents would tell me that all the time. They'd come up to me and say, oh, I'm so glad you've never done a nude scene or you never take your clothes off. My daughter loves that. She needs that. Don't ever do that. And that was stuck in my head. Don't ever do that. Okay. So I was never going to do that because I wanted to. So what was it about this script? Because, I mean, this is what I wanted to know, what I wanted to ask you about. Does it say in the script, they are nude and they are gone? <laughs> That they are just, is it, what does the script direction say? That they are just, they lost their minds. <laughs> um, no, not really. Mm -hmm. But it did say, you know, because the previous scene, at least my character was drunk, and they both were drinking, right. it does say that in this moment, they need each other like they need the air to breathe. And there is an animalistic quality to their approach. Okay, that and that's was really what was there. And right. so we had to interpret what that was for us as actors. Okay. Uh, when Hallie's character, who's had a little too much to drink, opens up to Billy Bob's character. Now, this is, you know, anybody who knows acting or, or, you know, knows how difficult it is, I thought that this was brilliant because you have to sit there, you have to transition, you have to be funny, and then my baby's <laughs> fat. He was so fat. Oh, he was a fat boy. And, I mean, it's, that was a really hard thing to do. And the hardest yeah. thing in the world is to play a drunk. Yeah, and, and, you know, when people are really drunk, what they're trying to do is not be drunk. That's so right. So as an actor, you have to not play drunk. You have to feel like you're drunk, but not let it show. That's really what drunks do. Okay. You know? <laughs> so, 
know that they're drunk. That's right. So she opens up to Billy Bob's character, who, you know, I could watch Billy Bob read the, the yellow pages, about the pain she feels over the death of her son. She also confesses her deepest need. Oh, I could do the scenes for you. <laughs> I want you to make me feel good. <laughs> I want you to make me feel seen this movie now like five times. I haven't seen the color purple five times. <laughs> but if you if you're like any way squeamish or prudish about sex. Now people can watch people shoot each other's brains off and the heads fall yeah. out. But then when there's sex it's like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also not just about the sex of it too. It's so not, you know what? what was, it, I must say that it was when you all were done and I, you know, looked at every angle. Uh, <laughs> when you all were done and she says, she says, I needed I needed that. Yeah, I needed, I needed that. you. I needed mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. You feel that that's really what both of them needed, that mm -hmm. that was the, that they were now able to breathe. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't they needed an orgasm. Right. It was they needed the touch, the love. They yeah. needed the connection with another human being because they were both so disconnected yeah. with life, he with themselves. He was closed off and he couldn't. Yeah. yeah, and she was so internal, like mm -hmm. trapped inside. And at that moment, they really got to release that and they got that from another person that they'd been missing. Okay, what, what? What I want to talk to you about is how you then can release and go all the way there. I mean, what is that prep? What do you have to do? We're talking with Halle Berry, who is just outstanding, so outstanding that I sent in my ballot already. You did? You did? I put Halle Berry in great big bold <laughs> letters to, to nominate oh, you for a, a, you. an Oscar, and I hope everybody else Thank does the you. same. Thank I put it in a big black bowl print <laughs> so they can't miss it. A lot of Oscar buzz about Hallie in the movie Monsters Ball. It's a riveting film that people say touches them on a primal level. It's pretty primal. Hallie plays Letitia, a desperate widow who ends up falling in love with the racist death row prison guard who helped execute her husband, but she doesn't know that about him. Mm -hmm. What was it about the script when you read it that I heard every black female actress in Hollywood was like, I want this role. Yeah, and, and, and rightfully so, because you know, as women of color, we don't often see characters that are this rich and full and human and flawed right. and, you know, mm -hmm. that triumph in this way, so rightfully so. But uh, that's why it spoke to me. It was so beautifully written. You know, each character had its own voice. And many scripts that I read, the characters kind of all sound the same to me right. sometimes. They each were so different. Um, it was written beautifully. The, you know, the writers wrote a screenplay that had pauses in it, time for you to breathe and take a minute to imagine as you were reading. And there are subtle things in the script. I mean, when you go to see the movie, notice this. When you're serving in the restaurant, you go to this, like, elderly white guy, and mm -hmm. you go to serve him, and he just says, like, a little nod, thank you. Mm -hmm. So even though there is racial tension in the movie, mm -hmm. you know that not everybody is racist. Right, Even exactly. when you have to go to the hospital, the sun, there's a black woman and a white woman sitting next right. to each other. Right, I thought all of that done to let us know that not everybody is racist, but the racism still exists on some level. Right. The title Monsters Ball comes from a medieval custom in England where a party was thrown the day before prisoners were, were executed. So mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, why is it called, are you still waiting yeah. for the ball part to yeah. happen? <laughs> yeah. 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 So tell us what it took for you to get to, you, sweet little Hallie, to get to, uh, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> sweet little Hallie, to get to that primal, raw, intense sex scene. Well, luckily, the movie took 21 days to shoot. We only 21 only days. Only 21 days. 
Yeah. When you have that kind of budget, you know, yeah. it's all you can do. But we shot that and on... And let's just say you didn't get a lot of money for it because people no. like, she took her clothes off for the money. No, so no. not true. No, 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 no. No. We, no, no. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> I won't even go there. Okay. But, um, we, um, sh we shot that on day, say, 19. So I like to joke and say that Billy Bob and I had, like, three weeks of courting time before we had to do that. And we talked a lot about it. Every other day, Mark Forrester, our director, and Billy Bob, we had like a powwow. About that? About that. Because you knew it was coming. We knew it was coming, and we knew that it was so important to the movie. It was pivotal, you know, that we got that right. And we had shot all of the other heavy-hitting scenes, and so we thought, why should this scene all of a sudden be any less intense, any less raw, any less organic? Mm -hmm. Let's just go for it. And once we talked about it and had our mission, you know, in sync about um, how raw it should be, how they should be like animals, how it should be like the air to breathe, like they couldn't get enough of each other. Once we all agreed that's what it should be, Mark said to us, okay, interpret that and go for it. And I just, I really had an outer body experience, <laughs> to tell you the truth, because it's unnatural. I mean, I just got married. I'm so in love, I can't even see straight. He's so in love with Angelina Jolie, he can't do anything straight. And so... <laughs> And um, because we love, we're so in love with other people, we were able to go there 100% because I never thought for a minute he's going to take advantage of me in this moment. He would do anything, you know, inappropriate or... Mm -hmm. And he felt the same about me. So we just agreed to. And when they say roll, whatever, whatever. Whatever happens, go with it. Okay, but you were the lead. I want you to make me... I know. <laughs> Okay, so when you then start that, did you all not know where that was going? We didn't know where it was going to go, really. We only had talked about it. I didn't even know that I was going to do that. I had, that wasn't written in the script. I had no idea how... It was my job as the actress to get him to start making love. I knew that. See, and I love that. For, if you look at the scene where they're first sitting there and they're just talking, he doesn't know. He, he doesn't know, know what do. to do with his hands. He does this first, and he's, like, with his hands. He doesn't know what to do. Uh -huh. Then he figures it out. And then he gets a little help. <laughs> he, gets a, he gets a little help. Yeah. Okay, so how long did it take to shoot that? Was that an all-day thing? Nope. We, we never had a day to shoot anything on our budget, so that was, like, one night. After it got dark, we decided it should be dark mm -hmm. to shoot this. After it got dark, it was, you know, maybe five hours. Mm -hmm. Five hours. And we did the, the wide shot only once. And mm -hmm. then Mark, our director, went in for coverage of some things that he liked that happened and some things that he wanted to, you know, put into the Close-ups, close-ups, close-ups. Mm -hmm. close mm -hmm. And how did you feel when it was over? Did you feel a sense of relief, a sense of, ah, okay, got that out of the way? Yeah, I felt... I felt energized because I, I, I sort of went to a place that, in some deep level, I was afraid of. Mm -hmm. You know, I kept saying, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But right before I had to do it, yeah. my stomach hit the ground. Really? You know, and I thought, oh, shh. Oh, <laughs> here it comes. But once I did it, I felt a relief because I conquered a fear. You know, I thought, I don't know what the world's going to think of this, mm -hmm. but I... I did it, you know. I allowed myself to be free enough. And so did Billy. Mm -hmm. You know, he was right there with me. His everything. I mean, he was right there. Yeah. And that felt like I had a teammate. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't the woman being exploited, mm -hmm. like we so often are, yeah. or we choose to be. And there was a reason for it. At the end, when she says, I needed you. Yeah. I needed you. Yeah. Okay. Hallie says that actually the most difficult scene in the movie for her to do was the one where she lashes out at her overweight son. I know for you that was hard to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what'd you do afterwards? What'd you, how did you prepare for that? 
talk to him a lot because he wasn't an actor. They just plucked him off the street in Louisiana. So imagine he's not a little kid that knows how this goes. So we talked to him a lot. And he said something that practically broke my heart. When we were, I was with the director and we were talking to him about all the things that I would have to do to him. And I would say, but I, I don't mean it. And he always called me Halle Berry. He never called me Halle. I was always Halle Berry. So he said, Finally, he said, Halle Berry, you don't have to worry what you do to me because it won't be any worse than what the kids at school do to me. And we were just like, uh, so in between every take or every scene, I would hug him and kiss him a lot, mm -hmm. um, be as nurturing as I could. And then we started to find out that, you know, as a result of this, I thought, I hope I don't do or say anything that's really going to damage him because he's really a 10-year-old boy struggling with issues of his weight. Mm -hmm. And we have found out that now he's like the most popular kid in the school. Oh, that's good. That's good. So Halle's co-star Billy Bob Thornton is known for having some unusual phobias in real life. The writers of Monsters Ball even had to incorporate some of his habits into his character. Last time he was here, Billy Bob talked about some of his phobias. Just listen to this. I have a phobia about antiques, certain kinds. Anything before, uh, anything before 1950 or so, I'm not big on. Really? Yeah. So what happens? Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, some people say maybe, maybe it's a past life thing and I got beat to death with some old chair. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But uh, you're serious. It's a real serious I, thing. No, I'm totally serious and I can't eat around uh, antiques. Okay. You also have a phobia of live stage. Can't see live stage. Live theater? Live yeah, theater. I have, well, it's, uh, that almost borders on Tourette's. I, I, uh, <laughs> I uh, have a thing where if I'm in a quiet, dark place where people are doing something on stage, if it's a speech or a play, I can't stay in my seat. I feel like running up on the stage and like messing their tie up or something like that. <laughs> and he has a phobia about silverware, right? Right. That's why Plastic Spoon in Monsters Ball, his character eats ice cream and it has to be out of a plastic spoon. Billy brought that himself because it's not to do with silver or metal. He just never thinks that people on sets or places like that really wash the, that silverware. So he thought if he had a brand new plastic one out of a box, he thought that it was clean. So yeah. he had to do that. I but he's it. really like that. I mean, some people look at it and say, how could he be? But it's true. And he's consistent with it. That's how you know. When we were working, he had to have the first three buttons always had to be open. And anytime somebody tried to button up that button, no matter what he was doing, he didn't miss it. No, 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 you cannot button that button. And he meant it. Mm -hmm. And no matter what he was doing, and he has all these little quirks, which I think really help make him one of the most interesting actors on the screen because he always brings that, his, some say weirdness, but I think that's what makes him really interesting. Mm -hmm. Always learn. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've really loved him since Sling Blade. He just, yeah. he does really interesting things. Yeah. And he says about you that for anybody who thought Halle Berry wasn't the real deal, go see Monsters Ball because she was a total professional, willing to play a real person with everything she had, no matter how ugly this person could be at times. She's brave as an artist, but above all, a devoted stepmom and wife who deserves all the beautiful things life has to offer. That's the little note he sent us about you. He's filming somewhere. Thank you. Thank you, Billy. When the two of you, Billy Bob, and you are in that car, mm. when you're asking him, why did you pick me up? I mean, it's not rushed. It's, it's just like the way people yeah. really talk. And that's really our director, Mark Forrester, who is this brilliant young guy. This is only his second movie, but. Really? Uh, yeah, his second movie.
And Warren Beatty, who's a friend of mine, saw the movie, and he said right away, who is that director? He's genius. He's brilliant. He had enough good sense to let the movie play out. He didn't fall into the trap of these Hollywood movies where they have to hurry up and rush. And he let the movie sort of, you know, open like a flower, and you got to know the people. And okay. So you cared about them. So, Hallie, more. you do this movie for almost, you know, no money, and then it's the movie that everybody's talking about. Is this yeah. what you expected? Never. Yeah. <laughs> no. I just really hoped that I would, you know, face some of my own fears as an actor, that I would grow, that I could stretch, I could learn, and that I could have a great piece of tape to show other directors who said, we don't see her as this, because they see me as Revlon, or they believe all the tabloid stuff that's written. And, mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes they forget about the actor. People get so involved in my personal life because of what's written that they forget mm -hmm. what I'm doing as an artist on the, on the side, it seems mm -hmm. like. So I thought I'd have a great movie and a great tape to show, and I'd get to work with Peter Boyle, mm -hmm. I mean, who's incredible. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I'm going to learn. I'm going to get to work with these people that are real, real. Um, wonderful actors, and and so I never thought, I never thought. But that isn't it you, fun? It's so much fun. Isn't it fun? It's so, it's like. And wasn't that a fabulous dress you had on and, the Golden Globes? <laughs> wasn't that fabulous? Yeah, Valentino. Valentino. I told you, enjoy the ride, because it's just so much fun. It is, and you did tell me that. And since you said that, that's what I've been, because people are asking all the time, well, what about this, and what if this happens? And I said, you know what? I never thought any of this was going to happen. So I just try to stay in the moment. I love picking out the dress, and I get to pick out another one for SAG. And I'm just enjoying every minute along the way and not having any expectation. Okay, since Halle Berry was here a few years ago, she got married to the talented and handsome R&B singer Eric Benet. The ceremony was so secret. Pictures have never been seen on television or in print until now. Halle brought along some of her favorites to share with us. So how did you all keep this such a secret? Well, we didn't really plan it. We knew that we wanted to get married. We never set a date. Two weeks before we actually did it, we said, OK, let's do it in two weeks. <laughs> and we did it in two weeks. And there was only four people there. He and I, my maid of honor and his best man. And that was really? it. Really? Nobody else. And that's the only way. It was the only way. And we just wanted it to be really simple and just about us in that moment and then nobody else. Oh, you look so happy oh, and beautiful. Thank you. So you, you got it right. I did. And it was worth it, you know? I wouldn't have gotten it right had I not been through everything else. Because mm -hmm. I knew what right looked like. I knew what it felt like now. I knew me better, so I was better able to know what I needed mm -hmm. in a mate. Mm -hmm. And um, there he was. Well, Hallie's wedding announcement was an intriguing message in a bottle. The picture inside had me doing a double take. OK, <laughs> so there it was. This was rolled up in the bottle. There it is. It said, to have life, we were chosen by love. To share eternal love, we've chosen each other. Introducing Mr. and Mrs. Eric Benet, Jordan. So this arrived, so that's how we all knew. <laughs> this arrived in a bottle, and we all knew that something had to do with a bottle or some sand and little pebbles was in it. It was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So what is it? You say you don't feel like a stepmom. No. Because Eric's daughter is how old now? She's 10. She's 10. Yeah. When I came into her life, she was 7. Mm -hmm. Around the time when she was on your show, when mm -hmm. they were on your show, shortly before that. Remember I told you I was just meeting him and how great he was and uh -huh. all that? Yeah. Um, and because her mother passed away when she was just one, like, I am, I'm the mom, mm -hmm. you know? We don't have to send her away on weekends to see the real mom. Mm -hmm. I am the mom. And 
needed her as much as she needed me, you know? A, a, you know, a, a truer meaning, you know, to even wake up in the morning. Life had become so much about work and about what Hallie was gonna do next, and now it's all about them mm -hmm. and what they're doing and what she's doing, and it's made me a better person and a more thoughtful person, and it's made me impeccable with my word because she's always listening to everything I say, mm -hmm. everything. Okay, so she hadn't so. seen this movie, though. Won't, no, no, she wants a movie. Won't be seeing the movie. Not till she's about eight, at least 18. At least 18. At least 18, yeah. What did your husband say when he saw the movie? <laughs> what did Eric say? <laughs> Were you nervous for him to see it? Yeah. Okay, Which so he obviously why. knew about it because you're reading the script and you're talking about it. He and knew. he read the script. Yeah. And he said, too, you got to do this. He mm -hmm. was like, this, you got to do this. And he knew the scene was in there, but... And he a black man, too. I said, Lord have mercy. I don't know many black men in America who could take it. I don't. But go ahead. Really? But yeah, and, and he, you know, I had a special screening just for him because I didn't want him to see it. I didn't know what he would do. And I wanted him to be free to do whatever he wanted. And he saw it. And I was Were you in the nervous? Room with him. Yes. Mm -hmm. But but for the whole movie, not just that scene. What yeah. I did with the I mean, I'm the mother of his child now. So I don't I was nervous how he'd think about everything okay. in the movie, really. And, uh, but after that scene, he, he politely excused himself. He said, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he walked out and we waited and he came back in and he said, okay, I can continue now. And he was okay. I think it just takes a minute to see your partner. We were just married, so it takes a minute to see your partner like that. But I was most happy because at the end of the movie, he said, you know, it was worth it, and I'm so proud of you. I don't know if America's gonna get it, I don't know what'll happen with it, but I'm proud of you that you took that risk and that you really, you really went there and yeah. gotta give it to you. So he was very supportive. That's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. fantastic. So you're gonna be a Bond, a Bond girl. girl. You're gonna be a mm -hmm. Bond girl. What's that call like? You know, especially after Monsters Ball, yeah. going to do like the polar opposite, and Bond is such, you know, it, it's ingrained in the fiber of movie making. It's right. their 40th anniversary. They've survived five James Bonds, and, and then people still love it. So it's almost like, you know, growing up, what little boy doesn't want to be James Bond? What little girl doesn't want to, like, go be a Bond girl and play in that universe with all the gadgets and all the fun? And it's, it's exciting. We get to travel to Iceland, Spain. We shoot in London. So... Girl? It's going to be fun. You, be fun. You're having a good time. So how do you all handle this when you're away? Who's taking care of India? Is Eric there? How do you all go back and forth? What happens? Well, now uh, she's there, mm -hmm. and he's there. He's going to stay while I go away. Mm -hmm. And then when he goes on the road, we have a nanny that mm -hmm. is wonderful mm -hmm. that will um, stay with her and bring her to where I am when school's out. She's at this really great school and they don't allow kids to go out and we put her there just for that reason. I don't want Hollywood kids that take their kids out of school every couple months to go travel, so um, they believe, as we do, that kids need a routine and an environment that's safe and secure, so she'll come in the summer. Okay, it's been reported that Hallie's role in the new Bond movie will make her one of Hollywood's top 10 highest paid actresses. I know what a struggle it is for women of color mm -hmm. and, you know, you know, women, period, but women of color because they're just, where are the roles? Yeah, no, right. So to now be put in the category where you're going to be, you know, being paid well for what you do, is that, mm. what does that feel like? That, you know, that's rewarding because it doesn't happen. And that's saying that things are changing and to be a part of that in some small way mm -hmm. certainly helps 
me realize what my, one of my purposes here Where do you is. think the turnaround came? Was it Dorothy Dandridge, you know, that people started taking you more seriously? Yeah, within the industry, because uh -huh. with, with that year, a lot of awards came. And not that award, you know, awards for me, because I've never, you know, been on the award list. So it doesn't validate my work. But what it does is it makes Hollywood take a look at you differently. Right. You know, and as women of color, we don't often get parts to have them look at us differently. Right. You know, so many people have said to me, so do you think the reason that there's no African-Americans nominated for Oscars every year is because there's something wrong with the Academy and I said no our work never gets seen by the Academy voters right you know we don't have great parts that they would respond to and think of Oscar so that's the problem directors producers studios writers need to write and provide people of color with more choices or roles that can be played by anybody yeah any by color. anybody yeah, but that are also strong colorful that have you know depth uh, depth and range and you know which that's is what, what Leticia has oh, one of my favorite one of my favorite scenes is of course the end I think you win the Oscar on the end because the don't you all that's it that's in the moment when she first goes up there and she sees the pictures the transit because to, to be an actress, you, you, it's just you and a piece of paper. It's just mm -hmm. you and a piece, piece of paper. Of paper. <laughs> and you've got to convey everything that you're feeling and thinking. Mm -hmm. And then that last scene sitting there on the step. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. When he puts the ice cream in the mouth. It's unbelievable. Okay, Hallie's movie, Monster's Ball, opens nationwide February 8th. If you are an adult, it is an adult film. Trust me. It's an adult film. Go see it. It is so multi-layered and so interesting and Hallie gives the performance of her life so far but she has a really big life ahead I would like to say I am so proud of you I'm so proud I'm Oprah Winfrey and you've been listening to the Oprah Winfrey show the podcast if you haven't yet go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe rate and review this podcast join me next week for another Oprah show the podcast and I thank you for listening